Good evening. Hope you're all doing well. Today we are learning Maseches Nazir Daf Mem He, and as well Daf Mem Vav Aleph. And Shabbos we'll learn through Mem Zayin Amid Beis. Sunday, Monday, and Tuesday I'll be posting for each of those days. I'll be in Eretz Yisrael. Please God. And I'll be posting, and then Wednesday night, assuming that I am uh, standing in this direction when I come home, uh, we'll have Shear that night. If not, I'll post earlier in the day to see how I'm feeling. Oh, oh, uh, I can, as long as you spot me eleven eleven thousand and eighty six dollars for the uh, for the upgrade. No problem. It's very very sweet. What a guy. No business path on me. <laughs> I, I see how much appreciation is in this room. I, it really is. Uh, it says the Mishnah, a quarter of the way down on Muhammad Allah. Let's say a person successfully completes their Nazirus. We've already learned this, this language. Tiglachas Hatara is the haircut after one completes their Nazirus Batara. Tiglachas Hatuma is the haircut that one has to get after the Tuma that they had during Nazirus. So this person successfully navigated. <clears throat> They successfully navigated their nazirus. How does the, the hair cutting process work? So the Gemara says, hey, maybe Gimel Behemos. It was like David said yesterday, we could have learned this earlier. We should have learned this earlier. But again, there's no, it's not written in a hierarchical way. Three animals are brought, achatas and olav v'shlamim. V'shochet ha'shlamim first, at least according to the uh, Tanakama, we'll see that the shlamim is brought first and then a megaleh And after that, he's allowed to get a haircut. That's Dibir Rabbi Huda. Rabbi Elazar, Omer, just a side din, it's an ancillary din. And whenever there's a chatas amongst other korbanos, the chatas is always brought first. Do you have one? The chatas is always brought first. And therefore, in such a case, the, um, the thank you, here all day. What a team. Team Karish. And therefore, because the chatas was brought first, so therefore the haircut is brought first. And what we can infer from these two opinions is that once one of the korbanos is brought, you're allowed to get your haircut. Okay. And then, however you hold, if you hold chatas is first or shlamim is first, no matter what, midina, midirabanan, not midirabanan, excuse me, bidiyeved, one would be yotze as long as any of the korbanos were brought. This next line of the Gemara, uh, is of the Mishnah, I should say, is a really interesting insert. Um, yeah, we've learned about it 40, 20 blot ago, but it's a little odd that it's here. Not, it's just really not direct relevance, but the Gemara said, quotes of Shimon ben Gamliel Omer, if a person set aside three animals and he doesn't specify which one is for which, remember we learned about this, so there, there we learned, even though the owner didn't specify which animal is for which. But if we can discern based on the gender and animal types, then we know what animal is which. Chatas is always female and Ola is always male. So Ola tikrav Ola, the shlamim tikrav shlamim, the shlamim is always from an isle, is always from a ram. So if you could look at the animals and you're a bit of a Tamar Chacham, okay, I got it. I, I did all the puzzle pieces myself. It's not such a complex jigsaw. And I figured it out. Mazel tov. So then the, that's the din of Rashbag. And we learned about it a while ago. Tanur Abadan, the Brisa opens halfway down on Mem Hey, Amr the Brisa says, It seems from the Gemara that the haircut takes place at the Ohel Moed. That's what it seems like from the Pasuk. Says the Gemara, that's not correct. The Pasuk doesn't mean that the haircut takes place at the, at the Ohel Moed. Rather, When it says, it's referencing the fact that the Shlamim would be brought at the Ohel Moed, and then the haircut would take place later in a different location, but not that the haircut would take place in the Ohel Moed. We'll see why shortly. And how do we know that the shlamim was shechted there? Shnei Rav Shachtu Pesach, 
Ohel Moed, that the, that the Shechita, the Shlamim, was done at the opening of the Ohel Moed. So says the Gemara in the Braise, You're trying to say that maybe what we're talking about over here is that the Shlamim is what the Pasuk is referring to when it says Vigilah. And really the haircut does not take place by the Olmoy. But perhaps, maybe that's not true. Maybe really the haircutting should take place even in the Ohel Moed, even in the, the holiest place on earth. Well, I guess if it's a Mishkan, it's a close, a, a replica of, Says the Gemara, we can't say that. It's not possible that the hair cutting would take place in the Ohel Moid. Why? Because Amrish, I would argue back to you, in Kane Derech Bizoyonhu. Getting a haircut, I got a haircut today. There's the hair is falling everywhere. It's a disaster. You know, you know, like the method of the black cape. Like when you have hair that's salt and pepper and you have a black cape on you, what shows? Only white. So then they want you to dye your hair. It's like, oh, would you like to dye your hair? I'm like, no, stop talking about my gray hair. It's a good Shiloh. It's a good Shiloh. The question is how normal is it? Usually we, we typically view these dinim of like, uh, you know, like wearing baguette isha as like whatever is societally normal. The postkim discussed this. Since nowadays, outside of our culture, and Nebuch, unfortunately, in some parts in our culture where it's common for girls to wear pants, which is halachically questionable. So does that make it so that, that that's no longer a din of Beget Isha, like if you wear a, a, a pantsuit that is a female pantsuit, maybe that's not Beget Isha, it's only a skirt. So these are Shilohs and Poskim, whatever is considered typical and normal. So I don't really know the answer to the question. Okay, but uh, we, we live in a very complicated culture where men wear women's clothes all the time. So how do you determine now what's considered standard? That's why that is what we're talking about now. In 2023, that is what we have. Yeah, or or let's look over in Scotland where men wear kilts. So how do we determine what is considered a garment that is purely a female garment that, that's very few Isn't and far between? It doesn't matter. It's the garment is a shape. You're looking at a... It doesn't matter. Can a man wear a skirt? It depends. It depends. It depends. Okay, so that was the shita that we saw in the Gemara, the shita number one, as to how we know that the, the, the haircut itself... That's a derech bizayon. It's not taking place in the Ohel Moed. It's taking place in another room in the Makam HaMikdash. We'll discuss where momentarily. Rabbi Yoshia Omer Tzarech. I don't need your svara to tell me. I don't need your derech bizayon svara to tell me that the haircut doesn't take place there because I already learned a din somewhere else. Hare Amra Torah, We already learned that in the Beis HaMikdash, and we learned about this in Maseches Tamid, that there was a ramp up. There was ramps that they used to have up to the Mizbeach, but they wouldn't have stairs. Because when a person has to step up on the stairs, the parting of the legs is greater. And if a person is not dressed properly, it's kilui erba. And in the Makkah and Mikdash, we're makbid, even on inanimate objects, even though it's made out of stone, whatever it's made out, doesn't matter. We're makbid gomel. And because of that, then for sure, anything that's in that category, all the more so for things that are bizionos. It's not a bizion to walk up the stairs. Happens to be there's a little gilui erva, so fine. In the mikdash, we're very mocked, but something that's derech bizayon, like getting a haircut, that's for sure not allowed. For sure not. That's not where, where the haircutting happens for a nazir. As you can see, there are brackets here. The Mephorshim, uh would some would say to recommend to skip the next five lines, which is what we are going to do. We're continuing three fourths of the way down with Rabbi Yitzchak. Rabbi Yitzchak Omer Tzarech, I don't need your svara. This is a little bit more complicated because the Gemara says. Harehu Omer, the Pasuk says, Seyar Rosh Nizrov in Asan Al Haesh, that um, they take the hair from the head of the Nazir and they put it on a fire. 
We'll see soon that this is actually the case, that the hair of the Nazir is burned. We'll see where shortly. And says the Gemara, where is this burning done? The only time that the hair is burned is when it is in a place where all you need to do is take it and put it on the fire. However, but if you did the haircut by the Ohel Moed, and then you had to take the hair and bring it to the room where the shlamim was being cooked, which was a different room. So that's not just Lakicha and Nesina, that's Lakicha. And then Hava to the other room in Nesina, that is a precluding factor because the Pasuk only says Velakach and Venosan. And therefore, it's crystal clear from the Psukim, I shouldn't say it's crystal clear, it's a drasha from the Psukim that the Ohel Moed was where the Korban took, was, was shechted. Then they'd take the Shlomim meat and they'd move it into a room where the Shlomim meat was cooked. And then the Nazir would take his hair and he would put it in the fire in that room. But with no Hava, you're not bringing it from elsewhere, which means where was your haircut? It was in the room where the Shlomim was cooked. That's how the Gemara, that's how this Shita... Uh, proves this idea. That was version one of Rav Yitzchak, and here's a second version of Rav Yitzchak. Rav Yitzchak Omer Medaber. He learns, like we started out this Gemara at the opening of this Gemara, that really the Psukim are speaking about a Shlamim. And the Gemara asks over here, like it did at the beginning of our Gemara, Ata Omer You want to say, Rav Yitzchak, that it's a Shlamim, that Akasim Medaber. That's what the Pasuk is talking about. But maybe, maybe we should assume that the haircut actually taka takes place at the opening, at the opening of the Ohel Moed, Talmud Lomar, Vilakach es Saarosh Nizro, Makom Shahayam Mevashel, Sham Hayam Megalech. A little bit of a different drasha, but the same result. And this is a little bit more clear. And now we're seeing a theme already that the type of location that we're talking about for the haircut is in the place where the shlamim will be cooked, which is not the Ohel Moed, after the Shechita, after the Mizbech, they'd, they'd skin it, they'd clean it up, whatever, they'd, they'd move all the, the meat that's going to be edible, they'd move it into a room and they'd cook it so that the Bailim can eat it because the shlamim is edible, and then that was where the, the haircutting took place. Abachanan Omar Omer, four lines from the bottom, Mishum Rabbi Eliezer, Vigilach HaNazir, Pesach Ohel Moed, what does this mean? This Pasuk says that he shechts, he, he, shechts, he cut, gets his hair cut by the Pesach of Elmoid. Kozman, she'ein Pesach Elmoid Pasuach, eno megaleah. If the doors are closed to the Elmoid, you're not allowed to, it's a side din. Yes, of course, you're not allowed to do it in that place. But we're just saying that if the shop is closed, you should not be getting a haircut. You should wait until the, until the store is open. Well, he says something totally different. This is the most divergent shita that we're going to see because seemingly, according to him, a Nazir is allowed to get a haircut, uh, even in the Ohel Moed. The only preclusion is Velo Nazira. It's a gender difference. Where if there is a Nazira, she is not allowed to get her haircut at the Ohel Moed. Why not? Because perhaps the Yetzir Hara of the young Kohanim will be triggered because they're going to see a woman with her hair uncovered. And that is Erva. And Erva can be triggering. I remember when I was in uh, in the yeshiva, Rabbi Levinson, that's all. So I remember from back in the day, Rabbi Levinson, uh, Neil Kirshner told me this story. We were both in high school together. I'm a year old. I'm a year younger than him. So he was a senior and I was a junior. And he said he was learning in one of the side rooms with Rabbi Levinson. And Rabbi Levinson said, I, I have a chashash that there's a picture on the wall. He didn't look up. I have a chashash. There's a picture on the wall of this room with a woman without her hair covered. Let's go learn it in another room. <laughs> this is Mamish, a picture of. And he was, and he didn't even look. He wouldn't even look. And, you know, 
Neil Kirshner turned around. He's like, yeah, her hair is uncovered. Taka. And they walked out and they went to go learn someone else. Okay, that's not Erva Mamish. That's a picture of Erva. The post game discussed this. What happens if you see a reflection of Erva in a mirror? Is that the same thing as Erva? Yes, it could be just as Megari Yetzirah. You could see something on a screen that's an Isra Doraisa, even though it's not Erva Mamish in front of you, it doesn't matter. These are Shilas and Poskim as well. Uh, the Halacha Lamaisa components are, can you make a bracha if the reflection of a woman who's not dressed properly is she, in, directly you can't see her, but indirectly you can. So we're not allowed to make a bracha uh, when a woman's in front of us and she's not dressed properly. And in fact, Atzima Senayim, closing your eyes doesn't help. The Bir Halacha writes this in Simon Ayin Hay. So what do you do? This is a very practical thing. You're on an airplane. You're uh, you're anywhere. You, you have a guest at your Shabbos table who's not dressed properly. You have to make Kiddush. So you need to lower your head in a way where you can't see anyone in, in a clear way. These are real These are real clear Halacha. So here the Gemara says, it's a drasha that a Nazira is not allowed to cut her hair in the old way. But according to this approach, who's the author of Shimon Shizuri, he seems to say, and he's the only one who seems to say, that a regular Nazir Taka does get the haircut in Ohel Moed. And that's not a Bizan. How does he answer the other questions? Good, don't know. That's what the, that's what's presented here. But we're about to learn Masech Sota, And in Masech Sota, there's quite a graphic display of the, the Isha Sota. So the Gemara calls out, Amrulo, top line, Sota If you're saying that you have a concern about the Pirche Kahuna, who might have their Yetzer Hara, uh, triggered by seeing this woman with her hair uncovered, what about the sota? And even more graphic details, Ayin Shem, we'll learn this in the, in the coming months. So why over here by the Nazira are we concerned? Why does Rup Shem and Shizuri say that the Nazira is not allowed to get her hair cut in the Ohel Moed because maybe the Pirche Kahuna, they, uh, they'll see in the Habi Yetzir Hara. What about the Isha Sota? The Gemara gives a fascinating answer. Amar lahen, By the nazira, she, what she's doing is a mitzvah. She's, she's doing her job. Therefore, by her, she's still wearing makeup. And because she's still wearing makeup, she may look very beautiful. But Zu, in regards to the case of the woman who is an Isha Sota, she knows why she's coming to the Beis HaMikdash. She is not putting on makeup. This whole thing is an awfully degrading process, and, and she will not then be wearing the makeup. So that's what the Gemara says in regards to the distinction between the Yetzir Hara for seeing a Nazira, which we are concerned about, as opposed to the uh, Sota, which we are not concerned about. But now that you've asked your question, she's not necessarily going to her death, but now that you've asked your question, it just goes to show you that the Yetzir Hara doesn't have any future thinking. Yes, she may die, but in the meantime, she's beautiful. Well, let me calculate the days of her life. You know, we don't, we're not like that. We're very, this part of us is very uh, automatic. It's very automatic. Yeah, but then you should say that she would have to also, because if, if what Stan you have to say what? True, you have to say what? If what Stan is saying is true, then it would still be a problem with the, with the Arabah. Because otherwise, it's a very slippery slope. Oh, if she's ugly, then it's okay. Doesn't say if she's ugly. You know it I mean? doesn't say if she's ugly. That's not the distinction. The distinction is not ugly or not ugly. The distinction is whether or not she's wearing makeup. That's fascinating. And I hear you. Erva should be Erva, whether or not there's makeup on her face. Her hair is up to do. Yeah, we don't we don't make distinctions like that. But the Gemara makes a distinction between between a woman who is uh, who has no makeup. It's not part of the walking down the street. She needs to be here in order to take the haircut as part of her. I understand. That, but, then, but then clear the room. But if Texas is right, then clear the room. Clear the room. What does her makeup have anything to do with her hair? It, what, what she presents herself. Is, is hair erva or is hair not erva? 
If hair is erba, then we should be concerned about a yetzer hara. It should become Sinead O'Connor. She's still going to look disgusting. You are dating. You are dating yourself because yeah. that that was the okay. example from a couple of decades ago. Except everybody <laughs> just, just means we're all old. It doesn't. Uh, that's right. <laughs> I'm catching up to my father, by the way. I'm catching up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You should consider Naziris. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm, just, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Don't listen to me. Okay. I, I caution the Gemara because really the, the distinction of whether or not there's makeup shouldn't change the fact that it's erva. What if it wasn't her hair? What if it was her body? They do. They reveal her chest. That's correct. It's 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 odd and requires research. Yeah. Of, of what's Mitsuba. I, I'm asking a very basic question. If hair is, it's kind of your question. If, if hair is erva, then hair is erva. Right. And I don't care about what the surroundings are. Right. Hair is erva. She could be ugly. She could not be wearing makeup. Her hair is still erva. What if she's beautiful with no makeup? Then pirche kahuna. Why aren't we concerned? So the, the, the answer is odd. I'm not saying that it's wrong. I don't understand the answer in its depth and it requires more research. Yeah, okay. The Gemara makes no distinctions of her own actual beauty, just to say that if she wears makeup, then the, there's a concern for Yetzirah, and if she doesn't, then there isn't. Okay, next Mishnah, continuing on the same idea. Check this out. They would take the hair that was cut off of the Nazir, and they would put it under the pot that was cooking the Shlamim. However, if he cut his hair not in the room where they're cooking the shlamim, this little side chamber in the in the in the in the mikdash complex, but rather they did it in uh, pick your city, Chicago, right? Then the hair doesn't get thrown into the fire. Where do these halachos apply? Only This is only the halachos in regards to someone who successfully completed their nazirus. If it was a person who was shaving their head because their tuma got in, their naziris got interrupted with tumas mace, and they were closing out the tumas mace aspect and then going back to their naziris, in such a case, he has a bit of a broader understanding. Everyone puts their hair under the fire, with the exception of chutzmin hatame. Except for a person who is ending their tuma process during Nazirus, and they shave their head outside of, uh, of Yerushalayim, outside of the Mikdash, only in those cases. But everybody else does throw their hair underneath the, uh, the pot. Let's learn about this. Din Notel Se'ar Rosh Nizro, the Brisa writes, after he cuts his hair, he takes some of the sauce some of the juices from the shlamim pot, and then Now listen, we as Jews, we have marimakomos for everything. When you look in from the outside without the marimakomos, it looks odd. 
But this is the din. It's a din in Chumash, as we'll soon see. You have to cut your hair not by the Ohel Moed. You have to cut it in the room where you're cooking the Shlamim. After you cut it, you take a little bit of rotev out, a little bit of gravy. You put it with your hair, and then you put the hair. These mamas use dinim in Chumash. The dinim in Chumash. There's, uh, we were, I was just talking with my father about flying ro- Royal Jordanian and flying through Amman for this trip that I'm going on. And I have a group of guys who I text with a lot. They're heavy, heavy, heavy travelers, way more than, than I travel. So I said, is this airport safe? And this guy sends me back a picture of Tefillin with the straps cut off by the TSA, whatever their equivalent is of TSA, because they thought that it was for hanging. Yeah, it's not so posh. I know how, they've never seen Tefillin before. It's, it's open to travel. Amman is open to travel. It's a regular hop stop from... <laughs> so, yeah, 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 yeah. I would have done it. It just the logistics didn't work out. I wasn't nervous, but I would have just put my tefillin in my in my check. Maybe not. I don't know what I would have done. Anyways, you you see you see the tefillin. They look weird. We're going to react. You see you hear these din and they look weird. So we just have to remember that there isn't anything without a marimako. You know the people who complain the rabbis make things up. Come to one day of dafiomi. Please come to one day. You'll never say that again. Nothing is a free for all. And the Gemara continues. If let's say you took the hair with its rotev, and instead of putting it under the shlamim, which is your korban, you put it under a different korban. There's a couple of different pots that are boiling their korbanos, and you weren't paying attention. You threw it under a chatas or under an asham. Yotza, the halacha is you're still yotze with the burning of the hair. Says the Gemara, one third of the way down. Wait one second. Asham benazir tahor mi'ika. An asham is when there's a concern as to whether or not you violated an iser. This, we're talking about a Nazir Tahar. So what are you talking about an Asham? So the Gemara says, it's not his Asham. It just happens to be that there's an Asham cooking in the room. Amar Rav Hachi Kamar, Nazir Tameh, or sorry, change, change of case, excuse me. My apologies. Rav says, Hachi Kamar, Nazir Asham That if a Nazir Tameh were to put his uh, hair with gravy under the Asham, then it would work. What's missing from our Gemara is what if a Nazir Tahor would put his hair under the pot of an asham. That's unclear. The Gemara doesn't discuss that. How do we know that this din, how do we know this din that there has to be rotev, that there has to be some of the juices of the shlamim put along with the hair? Halfway down on Memheim, it bays on my rabba, on my crush, or tachas zevachashlamim. What does the Pasuk mean, asher tachas zevachashlamim? Why doesn't it just say asher tachas ashlamim? It says the Gemara, you're right. By the virtue of the fact that it adds the word zevach, mizivcho, yehei tachtal, from the zevach itself, that also has to be underneath in the fire. But you can't take the meat because the meat of the shlamim is edible. So what's left of the zevach that you can take? The juices. So he says it's a pasak and chumash, and we make a drasha, and the drasha teaches us that we need some of the zevach to be with the hair, can't be the meat, therefore it is the juices. And if you put it under the chatas, like we saw earlier, your yote, my taima, why is that? Because Omar Kra, zevach, we have the word zevach, the rabos as hachatas v'asham. That teaches us that you will also be yote, the din of burning your hair with the juices under the chatas and the asham. Says the Gemara, a line ago, you said the word Zevach was to teach me that I use Rotev. Now you're t- telling me that the word Zevach teaches me that I could burn the hair under a Chata Saranasha. And the Gemara calls it out. You just used the same word a minute ago. You used the same exact word for a totally different drasha. So do we say that the Zevach is to teach me that there's Rotev? Or do we say that the Zevach is to teach me that I could even put my hair under the fire of a Chata Saranasha? Says the Gemara, in Cain, if it were to be the case that we only were wanted to be talking about Rotev, so then says the Gemara, Be specific. 
Just say what you mean. The juice is of the shlamim. My zevach. Why then does it say zevach hashlamim instead of instead of rotev hashlamim? Therefore, shmami the rabbos chatas v'asham. So we learn two dinim from here. Uh, we learn two dinim. One is that rotev does need to be added to the hair and then thrown into the fire underneath the shlamim. And number two is that even if it's thrown into the chatas or the asham fire, that would count as well. And the Gemara says, how do you know that that's the case? Perhaps we should say, Maybe the whole Pasuk is coming to teach us that a Chatas and an Asham, those fires are able to be used, that those fires are able to be used for uh, the burning. Says the Gemara, then the Pasuk should have said, but that's not what the Gemara says. That's not what the Torah says. The Torah doesn't say shlamim v'zebach. My zebach ush hashlamim. It says something different. Shmami notarte. We can learn out both dinim that not only is chatas and asham, uh, where the korbanos can be, where the juices can be brought under, but we also learn out the liquids from there as well. Tanu Rabbanon, let's learn a brisa. We're heading to the next Mishnah. We're two third, three fourths of the way down on Memheim and Beis. The Gemara says as follows. Tanu Rabbanon, Hakol Hayu Mishalch and Tachas Adut. What? We are just heading towards, oh, okay. just heading towards directionality. Okay, Tanu Rabbanon, the rabbis taught us, I call him and Tachas Adud, that really everyone used to throw the hair, all types of Nazirim would throw their hair under the fire of the Shlamim, except for a person who's Tame, um, and he shaved his hair in the Medina. When it says a person who's Tame, it means that a person who's getting a haircut for Tuma during Nazirus. And why is that? Mipnei, when a person cuts their hair in the Medina, shesaro nikbar, they have a different thing that their hair has to be buried. Divrei Rebbe Meir. Yeah, Divrei Rebbe Meir. It's very interesting. There's one other din that I know of where you have the removal of this item is either in fire or in the ground. And it's your nails. The Shulchan Aruch speaks about that. If you... What is the gradations? If you're a tzaddik, you, you bury it. If you're a chassid, you burn it. There's a third level too. I can't remember the other one. Tzaddik, chassid. Russia, Zorka. Russia, Zorka. Is it Russia? Oh. Wow, okay. I forgot that one, apparently. <laughs> yeah, there we said that if it's moved after it's on the ground, then it's no longer dangerous. Right. Right. It's one reason to keep the nails short because uh, they actually, for people who bite their nails, they make that nasty nail polish that makes it just taste bad. But okay. What? That's, there's no way certain biting it. It's just it's a little uncouth. But then when you're done with the, where are you putting them? You're dropping them on the ground. That's not right. Rabbi Huda Omer. He argues. He says, no, not everyone puts it under the fire except for the Tameh Shigilech Medina. He says, Tahorim, when it comes to people who are Tahor, it doesn't matter where they cut their hair. Kan v'kan hayu They'd always send it into the Beis HaMikdash for burning. And Tameim, it doesn't matter where they cut their cut their hair. Kan v'kan lo hayu They would not send them and they'd bury them. omrim hakol lo hayu they were on the opposite end of the spectrum. They said nobody, there was only one scenario where there would be people who would be burning it. And that is, the only person who was able, who had a requirement to put their hair under a fire was a person who was a Nazir Tahor, or he was doing Atiglachas Tahor, he finished his Nazirus. 
and he cut his hair in the right room in the Beis HaMikdash, which is the room where the Shlamim is being cooked. Under those circumstances, he would throw it under the fire. Nobody else would throw it under the fire. So there's a huge gamut of uh, people in the Gemara, of Tanaim and the Gemara, who have different approaches as to how, who, and, and when a person would put their hair in a fire. Next, Mishnah. They would uh, cook the Shlamim meat of this korban, O Shulkan, or they would overcook it. This word shulkan is subject to a machlokas in the Rishonim and really in other Gemaras and Shas as to whether or not it means to undercook or overcook. But in this context, many of the Mephorshim hold it is to overcook. The Kohen would take the zroa, the forearm that is cooked from the ram. He'd take one of the, the pieces of matzah from the basket. And he'd take a cracker. He'd put it on the hands of the nazir. And then he'd have to move his hands around up and down and back and forth and move them around in a particular format. Once that ceremony was done, under those circumstances, it would be permissible for one to uh, drink wine and to become tummy mace. What's left out of the list? Getting a haircut. Because you, you, you didn't have any hair on your head. You just did it like a minute ago. So the Gemara is being super practical and lean and just taking out the extra phrase. There's just no hair on your head. Top of Daf Mem Vavam and Aleph, the Gemara says, the Mishnah continues, Rib Shimon Omer, he disagrees. It's not after the whole ceremony that you become permissible to drink wine and to become tamemes. He says, Since, not since, but once uh, some of the blood has been thrown, so then, So this is the Chakira. We'll see a copy of this in the Mishnah, in the Gemara. Do we say that the, the, the restrictions on the remaining two aspects of Nazirus end with the ceremony of tenufa, of moving things around, the piece of korban and the matzah and the rikik, or do we say, no, that it's really just as rikas adam? Which one is it? So the Mishnah ends in a machlokas. We'll be stopping at the two dots, five lines from the bottom of the page. The Gemara opens, tanu rabbanon. The Pasuk reads, v'achar yishteha nazir yain. Afterwards, the, the nazir can drink wine. Achar hamaisim kulan. After all of the ceremony, after all of the things that we described in our Mishnah are done, then a person is no longer in their restriction phase of Nazirus. That's Divi Rabbi Eliezer. The Chachamim Omri might disagree. Achar maase yechidi. Even after one of the concluding actions is done. So it's rikas adam l'chora. So we see in our Mishnah that there's a machlokas, and it's reflected in this b'risa as well with a very similar party line machlokas of a whole ceremony must be done. Or no, just individual steps can be done. What's the reason of the rabbis to assume that even a Maisa Yachid could release the Nazir from his continuing restrictions? Says the Gemara, we have a comparison in Psukim. One Pasuk says, Afterwards, after something we don't know yet, afterwards he can drink wine. And it says in another place, Just like by that, there's only one thing listed in the Pasuk, which is to be Miskalech. Afkan over here in the process of the end of the Tiglacha Satara, makes perfect sense. Great drasha. The Gemara says, perhaps we can say, but how do you know? How is that Pasuk Muchrach? Okay, but maybe it was just being not specific. Says the Gemara, strange question. 
I have a Gzeir Shava. I'm not asking you your thoughts on the matter. I'm telling you I have a Gzeir Shava. The Gzeir Shava indicates that we have to bridge from one thing to the other. And just like the Pasuk by Hizgalcho indicates there was only shaving your head, which was considered one Misa, so two over here. And that is the Machlokas between the, the two sides, between the Rabbanan who hold that it is one Misa and the Tanakama who holds that it is not one Misa, but rather a ceremony. And Shabbos will pick up right here, five lines from the bottom of Memvav Madala, wishing you all a beautiful night. Oh, man. I don't even know what I have to do. I'm